In the holy name of Jesus, amen. True story. I had been a pastor for about 10 minutes when I got a phone call from the local funeral director. He said, hey, we will see you Wednesday at your place at 10 a.m. And I said, for what? And he said, for the funeral. Don't you read the morning paper? So I checked, and there it was, and I was kind of surprised that the plans were already in the paper. But I was new, and I was young, and it was a small town, and I didn't really understand how things worked. And there it was, a funeral scheduled for me in our space on Wednesday at 10 a.m. So now what? Okay, it's time to play my favorite game, You Be Me. What would you do if you were me, if you were the new pastor in a small town? I started by calling the elders and asked, do you know her? And they said, yes, we know her. And the last time we saw her, she was chasing us off her front porch with a broom. After that, they had not been particularly enthusiastic about calling her, so I decided to phone the house and say that even though it was in the morning paper, I wasn't exactly sure how all this would work. I didn't know her, and after the way she had treated the elders, I didn't know if she knew Jesus. When I called, a boy about 11 years old answered the phone, and I told him who I was, and I asked, are your parents there? And he said, no, they are out buying new clothes for the funeral. We are going to have at your place at 10 a.m. on Wednesday. So I said, well, did you know this woman? And he said, that was my grandmother. And I told him I was sorry for his loss, and I said, please tell your parents to call me when they come back. And then he said, okay, but can I ask you a question? He said, is your church just for dead folks, or is it for live folks too? Now that, you see, is the question that Jesus wants to answer in the gospel for today. Is your church just for dead folks, or is it for live folks too? The Sadducees had a very strange way of answering the question. They put it to Jesus this way. If there is one live wife and there are seven dead husbands, who buys her an anniversary card in heaven? The Sadducees had a very clever answer. Nobody buys a card because there is nobody in heaven. While that may bring relief to some of you husbands who have forgotten to buy the card, the cost is actually pretty high. It means that heaven is empty. And so it means that the church is just for dead folks. Once we pass on, there is no heaven, and there aren't any live folks, too. That, as you know, is a very popular answer for today. Up from the slime we come, you know, down to the slime we go. We make the best of it while we're here, and while we're here, each of us gets to decide what best actually means. But you notice in the gospel appointed for this day that Jesus has a very different answer. 
It's a divine answer that the church has embraced and enjoyed for centuries. It's a very, very simple answer, and it goes like this. Death is not our stop. Death is our start. That's Jesus' answer. Death is not our stop. It is our start. You heard it when Moses got to the burning bush. I am who I am. I will be who I will be. I will do what I will do. I will get it done. That's what God's name means. Most of all, it means I will get it done. I will be your God on earth. I will be your God in heaven. You can find a place with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob all still alive forever and ever. Amen. So death is not a stop. Death is a start. You heard it in the epistle when Paul wrote to the Thessalonians today. The glory of Christ is your eternal comfort. So death is not a stop. Death is a start. In just a moment, we will say it in the creed. I look for the resurrection of the dead, the bodily resurrection of the dead, and the life of the world to come. Amen. So we will confess death is not a stop. Death is a start. And today when we come to the Eucharist, we will pray with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven. That means that heaven is full. It is full with your dead and with mine, with the great company of the baptized who have gone before us. So death is not a stop. Death is a start. All of that means that there are no dead folks in the church. Once you are baptized... Once you are forgiven, once you have tasted the ever-living, ever-breathing flesh and blood of Jesus, born of the Blessed Virgin Mary, you never die again. The church is only for live folks. That is all we've got. There are no dead folks in the church. One of the most poignant expressions of this was the life and death of the late Cardinal Joseph Bernadine. You might remember that he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. He was treated with some rather harsh treatments for cancer. For 15 months he was in remission and then the treatments didn't work anymore. They could have done more but he decided that he would live out the rest of his life in peace. And so he called a news conference, and all the reporters were there, and he sat down and he said, I've decided to stop treatment, and I'm ready to die. You could have heard a pin drop. And then it seems as if he realized that all the people reporting didn't really understand what he was talking about. They were not in the church. They didn't understand him. And so he said, what all of you need to understand is that in the church we welcome death as our friend. For we who are in the church, death is a door. Death is a gate. Death is a threshold. Death is a passing over. It is not just a passing, it is a passing on. It is a passing through to some place that lives forever. Death is the start. It is not the stop. It is the start of something absolutely wonderful. It is the start of life in the presence of the Lamb. It is life in warmth and beauty and love and kindness and joy. It is life at the eternal Eucharist. 
It is life in salvation. It is life free of sin. It is life in perfection. It is life eternal. I am who I am. I will do what I will do. I will get it done. Death is not our stop. Death is our start. So you be me. While his grandmother was of dubious character, that little boy was in danger of becoming a Sadducee. And I thought that one good funeral might turn him into a Christian. Besides, it was already in the paper for 10 a.m. on Wednesday. So I did the funeral, and I think I might have said something about how even broom-waving old ladies could be saved by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. But most of all, I made sure that folks knew that the church was not just for dead folks. The church is for live folks. In fact, that's all we've got. And it is for all of them. After all, heaven is full of live folks and Christ and Eucharist. And that, my friends, is all we've got. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>